Hey everyone, this is Anastasia. And this is Lauren. Welcome to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. And this week, it's Lauren's turn. And I hope you have wine. I do. Or whatever you prefer to drink. It's red wine. I figured it was fitting. That is very <laughs> fitting. Uh, so before before we get into why that's fitting, what's your happy? My happy is that we're house-sitting for my parents right now. And so we get to, like, play pretend house and act like we don't have neighbors right on the other side anymore. Because my parents oh, live in nice. the middle of nowhere. And it's lovely. And you have a nice yard. <sighs> Got like, I don't know, 20 acres, something like that. Holy crap, your parents have that much yard? Yeah. Yeah, it's just <gasps> a lot of forest. I didn't realize that they owned that much when we went and played hide-and-seek in there as kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. No wonder you won a lot of land. Uh-huh. Okay. What about you? I've been struggling to come up with a happy this week because I can't get it off my mind that our building's boilers keep going out, so we oh. keep going in and out of having hot water. Oh. So I haven't had a shower yet today, and I'm sad about that. Uh, so I think I think I'll say that my happy is this morning we took Coda to the dog park. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do I'll so. Do they have a reason why you keep losing hot water? Uh, they just keep saying that the boilers need more repairs, and <laughs> the v- level of repair keeps varying. Oh. So currently, the most recent report is they need extensive repairs. Oh. I'm waiting for the we have to replace the boiler email to come out. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. Yeah. There's three of them. There's three boilers. We should have hot water. You would think, but uh, <laughs> this is like, what, a week of it? Uh-huh. Yeah, that sucks. Because they literally, they put in a temporary fix each day, and then by the next day, it's it's out again. So That's lame. I feel bad for our leasing agents and office staff. They're probably dealing with a lot of complaints. Yep. That's one of those where, like, you do the bitch bath in the sink, and <laughs> just, like, heat water on the stove or something, and yeah camp bath it's not ideal but she'll be clean ish my reasoning is if i don't get a shower by tomorrow we go stay with one of our sets of parents yeah and get solid shower and yard because why not that's fair so anywho you want to talk about the weird shit i do you know i do I know you do. I already know. You sent me in a text message in all caps. I'm so excited for your story because you looked on the list on... I did because I couldn't remember if it was my week or your week. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that was dependent on whether or not the CIA episode was usable, which it was. So, yay, my turn. Um. So we are talking about Elizabeth Battery. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Spelled Bathory, but I'm pretty sure it's Battery. Um, she's not here to so correct you, so she's not. She's <laughs> hopefully over 400 years gone. Hopefully gone. Even if she is around, she's not in America. So fair point. I'm safe. She's on the other continent. Um. So Elizabeth Battery, thank God she's on a different continent. 
con content. I'm doing great with the mouth today. Do real good mouth things. Yes. It's uh, hot. <laughs> so Elizabeth Battery was a infamous serial killer from the early 1600s, late 1500s, early 1600s. Uh, she's compared to people like Flab the Impaler, um, Jack the Ripper, and she was one of the inspirations for Count Dracula. So some of her nicknames include the Blood Countess and Countess Dracula. So we're going to go through her life and crimes. I'm ready. So Elizabeth Battery was born in either 1560 or 1561 uh, to Baron George IV and Baroness Anna Battery. She was a Hungarian noblewoman with a bunch of land in the Kingdom of Hungary, which is now Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. Which also makes sense where Vlad came in. Yep. Or Dracula. There's speculation that Vlad was, um, like, her cousin, but there it's not He had supported. to get his ideas from somewhere other than, what, the Ottomans? I mean, the Ottomans were pretty bad by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but that's hearsay. Uh, Elizabeth did have one older brother who ended up becoming a judge royal of Hungary, they didn't say his name in any of the sources I found, so he clearly didn't make a reputation <laughs> like his sister. I was gonna say, or he requested like, did don't don't associate. Like, please me don't with associate. Her. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna nix that right now. <laughs> so she also had an uncle that was quite important on her mother's side. That was the King of Poland, Grand Duke of Lithuania, and the Prince of Transylvania. Oh wow! Yep. Real well connected. He had a lot of titles. That makes sense later on, then. It does. Especially Transylvania, Dracula. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth was reported to have suffered from seizures in childhood, possibly brought on by epilepsy or other genetic malformations that were due to the inbreeding of her parents slash her entire freaking family line and every royal family line back then ever. Yeah. That sounds about right. The nobles really liked their inbreeding. They wanted to keep all of their wealth and power in, like, one family. But unfortunately, they also kept all of their diseases and faults in that same family. So. Yeah. Inbreeding is bad, guys. Inbreeding is very bad. Um, so these seizures were treated by rubbing blood from a non-seizure-prone person onto the lips of the person that seized. Okay. Alternate cure included the person that seized being fed a mixture of skull and bone from a non-seizure-prone person. I don't like that. It's real gross. Like, I just imagine, like, that episode of, was it Lore, where it was, you know, they, they fed the sick boy, like, the burned heart of his sister. Ugh. I was like, ugh, how do you, how do you force someone to consume something like that like you and have to like, know on some level what it is and just that moral wrestling i i don't think i could do it well this i also think of as like the opposite of bloodletting so like when you have a blood disease they mm -hmm. try and take the blood out of you this one's hey you uh don't have the right blood we're gonna put the right blood in yeah it's, blood transfusions uh, don't work that way 
They really don't. <laughs> Thank you, science. So after her horrifying childhood of seizures and getting blood rubbed on her lips, uh, well, I guess not after, but during still, childhood seems to have been a relatively short period of time back then. Um, because during the time she was having seizures, she was also being raised as a Calvinist Protestant and going through her education and getting all of the social benefits of being royalty. So she learned Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek. She had a specialty with languages, um, as well as all of the other ladylike topics that she needed to learn. And there was also speculation in the documents I found that she was being privately taught about Satanism and witchcraft, but there's one, no evidence, and two, I don't know what Satanism and witchcraft was like 400 years ago, but nowadays, Satanists and witches are like pretty cool people that try and support women's choice and abortion, and I think there's just like a misunderstanding in history slash judgment because something wasn't Christianity or the political religion oh, yeah. of choice. Yeah, absolutely. So, even if she was being taught Satanism and witchcraft, I don't know that it's actually a bad thing. Yeah. Um, Watch how much hate we get for endorsing Satanism. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Satanism endorsed abortions as a ritual to try and protect their people to have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the reason I say that childhood was like a relatively short period of time back then. So by the age of 11, Elizabeth was engaged. I was going to say they got married at like 12 I mean, for uh -huh. God's sake, they betrothed babies. Oh. Yeah. They're like, oh, when oh you're grown up, you're, this is who you're going to marry. I know they're, you know, still shitting in their diaper right now, but... Yep. Fingers crossed you like them. Yep. Ugh. Gross. So, various ages were actually recorded, but 11 was agreed on for betrothed, and no later than 15 was agreed on for actually married. Um, so Elizabeth was betrothed and married between 11 and 15 to Ferenc Nadasdi, who was the son of a baron. And supposedly, before their wedding, possibly after their betrothal, uh, Elizabeth gave birth to a child, and the father was a peasant boy. So Elizabeth had no repercussions because of this. Like, she still got her husband. She still had her royalty that didn't change but the poor peasant boy got beaten to death and the child was given to a nanny and moved to Wallachia so yeah that's that's a cool thing that happened to her before 11 statutory rape of some kind or yeah yeah good old days right sure I'm so glad we live now oh yeah when there's things like hot water except for Lauren's <laughs> complex <laughs> I mean, at least I still have choice in marriage. Yeah, I'll exactly. take it. And indoor puts plumbing. puts the hot water into perspective. <laughs> I mean, you have indoor plumbing still. It's just not warm right now. Accurate. Um, so Frank and Elizabeth still got married, and they had the biggest wedding I have ever heard of with 5,000 guests in attendance. Holy shit. Yeah. Why would you want that many people at your wedding? Ugh. That sounds so exhausting to my introverted self. It just, no thank you. No thank you. Um, but at their wedding, it was basically just a huge bash, and Ferenc took Elizabeth's last name, 
because she had higher royal standing. So her name made him look better. So they went all progressive. Um, and they got the best wedding gift I have ever heard of from their in-laws, which was a castle. Oh, that's that's pretty swanky. I would take a castle. I would absolutely hands down take a castle. I would not want to pay the taxes on a castle, but I can't imagine do they I had that. Do I receive the taxes if I receive the castle? Like, do I mm. get to collect taxes on other people? Only if you're not an asshole. Wait, like, opposite? No, like, you know, when they had, like, serfs and fiefs and all that. Oh, I see. And yeah. you, like, indentured servant did people to death. Like, just, yeah, that. Mm, you can collect we'll taxes there. if you don't do that. <laughs> Okay, I see. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I, I would know. be benevolent. Uh, so <laughs> Elizabeth and Frank got their castle from their parents, from Frank's parents, and they went and lived there. And for the most part, they were, like, pretty happy. Um, they ended up having between four and five children. Reports kind of vary on that. And supposedly two of said children, whatever the number was, died as infants. Pretty I mean, good. Life rate, honestly. Jesus, cat. Um, I mean, I feel like saying that they were happy when they got married at 15 is... Well, we don't know how old Frank was. Let's I be mean, clear about that. I mean, even still, your, your brain's not even fully developed. You don't know any better. It could be shitty, and you could still think it was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I imagine getting married at 15, and that is... No. No. I know yeah. what I was like at 15. That that would have been horrible. Oh, yeah. I would have been a monster to my spouse if I got married at 15. Which, I mean, An absolute though, monster. on that note, if they were happy, kudos to them. Because that's that's impressive. If you can deal with a hormonal 15-year-old who's already popping out babies. Like, all right. Got yeah. more patience than I do. So we'll get to why it's theorized that they had a happy marriage. So in 1578, a few years after they got married, uh, Frank ended up picking up his career again, and he went off to war. And he became known as the Black Knight of Hungary because of his extreme cruelty towards prisoners. Oh, uh, you know, and as you do. As you do. Uh, while he was away, Elizabeth was in charge of their family estate, which is about 17 villages, and she developed a reputation as a kind ruler by helping destitute women and poor villagers by employing them in her household. Sure, she did. Yeah. I mean, she did employ them. I mean, she she did actually have this <laughs> reputation. This, this happened. But Frank was gone, like, a lot because of his war career. And missing her husband, Elizabeth decided that Frank should write to her. So she she wrote and asked, and she had some specific requests of, like, things she wanted to hear about. Mm, I already get the feeling that these are not normal requests. They, they are not normal love letters. Normal is not a word I would apply to her requests whatsoever. Mm. So she specifically asked him to write to her. Descriptions of the sadistic torture techniques that he used on prisoners. There's a kink for everything. I'm not saying it's a good one. didn't have the internet. I'm not saying it's a good one. <laughs> yep. So, again, still missing Frank and, like, being at home and all she's got is these letters. Uh, Elizabeth started to, like, have some needs. 
So she quickly burned that good reputation she had, and rumors of her treatment of servants, mostly peasant girls, started to spread around the villages, mainly that she would fly into rages, beating girls so badly that she had to soak up their blood with sawdust. That sounds about right. You don't get a nickname like the Blood Countess for being a nice person. You don't. Uh, Supposedly, during one of these rages, Elizabeth also just happened to notice that when the blood of the young servant girl touched her hand, her hand appeared more youthful. It just, like, tightened up and looked pearly white. It's not like Uh, foundation. (laughs) Elizabeth kind of thought so a little bit, so the servant got killed for her blood. Of course she did. And so this is why I say that supposedly they had a good marriage, because in 1604, Ferenc died, and the rumors that had already started about Elizabeth torturing people skyrocketed, and the descriptions of them skyrocketed, Mm -hmm. and the severity skyrocketed. So basically, Ferenc was the only thing, like, holding her in check, I don't know what kind of kink they had in the bedroom, but it supplied some needs and helped. Uh, So once he died, like, she was sad for a while. And then Elizabeth had some sadistic lust that needed to get quenched. Yep. And that got taken out on her staff. Well, who else was there at the time? Uh, Literally anyone that consented. (laughs) Would you have consented? Come on. No. So, unfortunately, even with the rumors of the, quote, poor employment conditions, uh, young girls continued to go to the castle because they weren't, they were being recruited by, like, the higher-ranking staff that would reassure them that it wasn't going to be the way the rumor said, and they would then head on up to the castle, get hired, and immediately would go into, like, torture chambers or get killed. And in the torture chambers, supposedly, Elizabeth was using the methods that Ferenc wrote home about from the war. Mm. Again, she had to get her inspiration from somewhere. Yep. Ugh. So do you want to hear about the different torture methods? I mean, no, but I know you're going to tell me anyway. So. I am, <laughs> and this specifically is why I told you to have the wine. Yep. So... I mean, I already know some of them, but I've never actually researched it, so... It's bad. Of course it is. So, she... Okay. It's gonna be bad. Trigger warning right now. (laughs) Torture method trigger warning. Everyone get your wine. Yeah, get your wine. If you don't like gory things or, like... I, I can't describe it without saying it. If you don't like gory things... Step away for, like, a minute, maybe two, and then come back. So, yeah, it's not going to be 30 seconds. Uh, Nope. So some of Elizabeth's methods included, per witnesses, uh, stabbing her victims, biting her victims, specifically on the breasts, hands, faces, or arms, cutting their noses underneath the, the little part between your nostrils that will bleed like all hell if oh, you cut it. yep. Cutting lips with scissors. Oh, and those were big scissors back then. That's horrifying. Uh-huh. Cutting tongues. No. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> this is the 
one of the worst ones for me sticking needles into their lips and fingers and under their fingernails oh see it's, <laughs> it's always under the fingernails that's what it's always, always gets under me fingernails burning their skin including genitals mm-hmm. with red hot irons coins or keys beating them starving them whipping them with stinging nettles oh which is horrific like and then go ahead I mean, I, honestly, of all of those, I would take the stinging nettles. Like, it's it's you, not pleasant, but... You wouldn't take the stinging nettles. The stinging okay. nettles is like you're being flayed alive, but with a stinging nettle. Oh, okay. See, I thought they yeah. were just, like, beating you with a, a stinging nettle, which, well, while unpleasant... You are, but the whipping just doesn't stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, you're not just... You also have to remember, stinging nettles, you normally, like, lightly brush against it, and then it's fire. Oh, no, no. I don't normally lightly brush against it. I had, in growing up, my brother push me into a patch of it. Oh, my God. No, I have had full, like, frontal, all-around contact with stinging nettles. So, yeah. How dare. Yeah. Well, well well-versed in full contact with that. Yeah, it, it was not, it was not pleasant. So continue with the not pleasantness, because that's horrifying. Uh, Elizabeth also decided to get a little bit into, like, the long-term torture. So she would cover girls in honey and leave them outside for insects to eat them. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. No. And she also would strip girls naked and force them into ice baths and then leave them in the snow to freeze. I did know that one. That one's still horrible. Yeah, I don't like it. And the final thing that she is most well-known for, um, she would drain her victims and bathe in their blood. That is actually surprisingly conflicting. So there's no full historical record that says that. The story of Elizabeth bathing in her blood actually popped up about 100 years after her death. So could be true, could be not. But it is most acknowledged when people think about Elizabeth battery yeah that's true i mean and by that point she wasn't there to do damage control not that i think she cared too much about that but yeah Yeah, she didn't really have a leg to stand on on that so in 1610 a lutheran minister went to the hungarian authorities after elizabeth started to prey on minor noble women that were being sent to her by their families for training and education Can you imagine going to this house that your parents told you you have to go to that has this terrible reputation and you're like, Mom, Dad, no, I don't want to. I'm four years old. Please don't do it. To learn languages and then you're murdered. I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but were they kids that their parents wanted or were they like... In theory. Like, supposedly they were being Trent for training. Trent? (laughs) Sent. For training and education. Because I mean, she was a very well-educated noblewoman, and she was a very high standing. Um, yeah. I just, I think, like, they always had, we'll say, the, the extra heirs. Yeah. And sometimes they didn't want extras. Maybe. So, uh, Apparently, at least one of them was wanted enough that this Hungarian minister, not Hungarian... <laughs> Lutheran. Lutheran minister. Wow, I'm doing great. Lutheran minister got involved and contacted the Hungarian authorities. Okay, fair so enough. So she picked off one she wasn't supposed to. It was bound to happen. Yep. So Elizabeth's cousin, Gio- I, 
pronouncing this as best I can, Georgie Thurzo. It's spelled G-Y-O-R-G-Y. I think that's Georgie. What I got um, was Count Palatine of Hungary, which is kind of like an investigator. Okay. Um, and he was ordered by the King of Hungary to investigate. So he found that her total victim count was at about 600 girls slash women. Oh, damn. She was in her 50s at this point. Okay, that's and like... A lot. A lot. That's like, what, a minimum of 10 people a year? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's some records that say it's even as high as 650. One of the witnesses in the case... Um, said that Elizabeth kept a hand record, kind of like a dear diary of every single victim where she wrote down their names, and the count within that diary was about 650. If that's not, like, the most serial killer thing I've ever heard, I, mm-hmm. I kept a diary of it. Ugh, yep. People are terrible. People are terrible. <laughs> that's why we have this podcast. Yeah, true. So, at the end of the investigation... Uh, Elizabeth's accomplices, which were four of her favorite servants slash lovers, because she took on a whole bunch of lovers after Frank died, um, were tried and found guilty. Three of them were executed, and one of them was sentenced to life in prison. How bad... We're going to derail for a sec. How bad of lovers do you have to be that, like, four plus of you can't uh take the place of frank uh that or what is her like sexual appetite that that's not enough to voracious it it would have (laughs) to be because holy crap well and in theory all of these were also women versus men so maybe she just really wanted the d yeah could have been but i mean they had substitute things they did but Yeah, I guess. Maybe they all couldn't whisper horrible torture techniques into her ear as well as Varenk could. That actually is probably a fair point. Because <laughs> I, I feel like that was probably heavily involved in any bedroom activities with them. I'm sure that it was. I mean, she clearly tried to train him up. Yeah. But Ugh. you can't beat a good old war. I'm going to call him a criminal because that sounds like crimes against humanity to me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no way it wasn't. Yeah. And I have to imagine, like, three were executed and one went to prison. What do you want to bet that the one that went to prison just had, like, either more money or a better family? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth herself was never actually tried. Well, why would you? She was such a kind and benevolent language teacher. Of course. Also, she had a ridiculously good political standing. So, instead of being tried... She was put into solitary confinement in her own castle. Oh, boo-hoo. Uh, it's actually a little bit boo-hoo because oh, okay. <laughs> instead of letting her have the castle to wander because it was her creepy, bloody playground, they walled her up into one bedroom where they also walled up the windows and only slits large enough for air and food were left open. I mean, I'm still not super sympathetic to the person who might be killed 650 people. Yep, pretty much. So She ended up living in that room for four years. Um, she died around the age of 54 in 1614 in her walled-up prison in her castle. 
I mean, that's actually a pretty long life for that time, so... It is. That's surprising. Yep. The only jokes I can make right now are about maybe she was on to something. Yeah, I know. I wasn't going to go there, though. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a few tidbits of maybe ideas of why she was so cruel. Okay. Um... So there's some speculation that the blood obsession was a result of Elizabeth trying to cure her own epilepsy. So you remember when she was a kid, they would rub blood on her lips. Yeah. So theorized that she was still having seizures through adulthood, even though it's not recorded, and that she was just desperately trying to stay alive. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense because, I mean, sometimes you do grow out of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would imagine she probably didn't. Yeah. That does not excuse it, but yeah. it also probably started that fixation with blood very young. So, yeah. not surprising. And, yeah, I, I like it makes sense. Logical sense on that one. Um, there are also reports that her father was an extremely cruel person. So, he was reported to have regularly tortured and mutilated servants in front of her and her brother. So, she was just used to it like this was status quo this is how you treat people yeah i was gonna say that is a hundred percent like you don't get that cruel just i mean sometimes but just without having no no influence on that there's something that had to have been normalized to her Mm -hmm. something broke you yeah (laughs) i have one example of one of those instances Mm, okay this is another time for wine i got it So, one of the examples of her father torturing someone, she watched her dad disembowel a calf, force a servant to get into the carcass, and then sewed the carcass shut around the man, leaving him to starve to death. Oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to go there on that last bit. Yeah, I know. Also, like, that must have either been a very small man or a very big calf. It could have been both. It could have been, but that's horrifying (laughs) either way. Yep. So I have my own theory on what it may have been. Okay. Have you ever heard of Renfield syndrome? No. So Renfield syndrome is a mental disorder where the sufferer is obsessed with drinking blood. And I think she may have suffered from a version of that syndrome. Okay. So it's it's reported most normally as clinical vampirism. It's actually quite common. Reports of it first appeared in 1892. Um, It's named after R.M. Renfield from the Dracula novel by Bram Stoker, who was a character that was in a mental institution that, if I remember correctly, drank the blood of animals. Hmm. So it's where it comes from. And in 2010, over 50,000 people were reported as being addicted to drinking blood. Oh, that is so much higher than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so much more recent. Yeah. I mean, do they know what causes that? It seems to be genetic, but there's not... It, it may also potentially be related to... Oh, what's it called? Pica? You know, where okay. you, like, are iron deficient. Yeah. Because blood is very high in iron. Right. Um. So there, there's a few different things that potentially could be causing it but that's what i think she must have had going on is that she must have had some kind of mental disorder where she was obsessed with it or was she the original 
And everyone who has it now is somehow her descendant. She did have four to five children. And who knows how many more by other people other than Frank. Yep, that's horrifying. It could be. Mm. But this is also why she ended up being such an inspiration for vampirism. Yeah. She, like we said earlier, was a main inspiration for Dracula. And a lot of people claim that um, she was the true vampire in the story. And Ferenc was cast as Count Dracula, but that he was trying to convince the Countess not to do what she was doing, essentially, is the theory. Mm, he did a real bad job. He did. I don't really think that's what happened, but no. it's a theory and people say it. Like zero out of ten. <laughs> like barely tried. <laughs> I'm hardcore on my Renfields theory. I yeah. feel like that's that would a make solid sense. one. Um so in I actually not in blah blah blah. Um because I couldn't find what year they assigned it. She is actually listed in the Guinness World Records as the most prolific female murderer with a count of 600 victims as of 610. Oh, 1610. Don't, don't try and beat that record. That's, yeah. that is not let, one to aim for. Let her have it. It's a little bit controversial because some people have an alternate theory, even. Oh? That maybe she didn't actually kill people. Then. So, okay. Elizabeth was extremely well connected. She was a single woman in charge of a lot of land that oh. was connected to the king. Okay. And there are theories that because she was such a powerful political figure and she wasn't remarrying and she wasn't giving that land to anybody else, um, that her relatives may have framed her to remove her as a landowner and allow them to inherit. Ugh. I dislike how accurate it is. Yeah. Like, how reasonable it sounds. I, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. It's further strengthened by the fact that um, there was reportedly a large debt owed to the batteries by King Matthias of Hungary, the there one who go. ordered the investigation. There we go. That was canceled by her family in exchange for allowing them to manage her captivity. <sighs> it's always something. The poor single women. Or widowed yeah. women in this case. So it could go either way. I, She is a very interesting character all around. And it was over 400 years ago. And there's not huge amounts of historical fact listed down. Um, I never thought with a the theory I would sympathize with someone like I know, her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I, I found that I was mm, like, oh, shit. That's I don't like way that. too relatable. <laughs> <laughs> But she did the bad things. Oh, but history was only recorded by men and the clergy. Yeah. Frick. Mm. <laughs> now I question everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good attitude to have in general, but yeah. Eh. Well, especially if she was a female that was taking female lovers then openly, like, yeah. if you're a bisexual political <laughs> figure in the early 1600s, you kind of got a target on your back. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Target. Ugh. So that's Elizabeth Battery. Yeah, that was that was something. She uh she was yeah. quite the lady. Do you want a palate cleanser? I do, but first I wanna say that I am still laughing about her being in the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. 
<laughs> because that was such a weird addition. I still don't know why we saw that movie other than it was Pride and Prejudice. I think that's the only reason we saw it. It would have had just... to be. <laughs> and we went at night, too. A terrible life choice. Yeah, no. No good choices were made with that. No. <laughs> Ugh. But yes, palate cleansers, please. Okay, so I went with vampire puns. Of course. So why did the vampire... Blech. The vampire? Why did the vampire keep acting batty? Mm, did he have bats in his belfry? It was his blood. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> I wrote this one, and I'm quite happy with it, but it's really stupid. <laughs> Those are the what best. What does a vegan vampire eat? I, I don't know. Blood oranges. Ah. <laughs> Those are delicious. <laughs> They're so tasty. Oh. Okay. I have one more, and it's going to be your favorite. I'm certain of it. Okay. What do you call a duck with fangs? <laughs> I don't know. Quackula! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> do you remember, like, the Banicula books? Like That sounds really familiar. The vampire bunny. Oh, yeah! That would drain the carrots. <laughs> yeah! I forgot about those! Uh, I keep meaning to see if I can find it in print somewhere and order it, because part of me really wants to see if it is as funny as I remember it being and weird. But now I need to know. Yeah, I, I haven't found it anywhere, so if you do, send it to me. Okay, I might go hunting. <laughs> so on that note, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening, and check back next Sunday for another episode. Make good choices, and remember... Wait, Wait to, to panic. panic.